Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Tristan. I'm so happy to welcome you guys to the Novus Podcast. This is a podcast that's going to change your life. I need you guys to watch all the way to the end. But first, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, like, and comment. Let's get into this. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 19 of the Novus Church Podcast. I'm so excited that you guys joined us today. This is something that Honestly, y'all, I've been really excited about all week. I have uh, somebody really special who's been on the podcast before, and he just wanted to get on because he feels like the Lord gave him another word to speak to you guys. And he also joined our Novus Church team. He, You probably see him do weekly words on our Instagram and all this stuff. But y'all, I just want to introduce Pastor JP to you guys. He is so excited to be here with us, and here he is. JP, welcome. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? super excited to be on here honestly just want to shout out Tristan um feel like we should pay honor where honor is doing really just honor what he's doing here at Novus Church he's he's creating a ministry for people on the internet what what a time to be in the digital media age that we're in everything goes through social media Instagram Facebook and everything so it's awesome to see an outlet where people are going to reach Christ through the internet it's amazing I love seeing what he's doing I love I love that God's on him, and I feel like God's going to do something special through Nova's podcast and through all the ministry that he has, so just want to honor you, bro. Super excited to be on here, and I'm super pumped. Let's go. Let's go, bro. I'm, I'm honestly super excited. Um, I really, I'm really honored to know you in general. I believe that God has a plan bigger than Venue Church, bigger than anything for your life. Um, and I've been just so excited to like serve with you and to work with you. Like you're one of my, one of my really good friends now, and I'm just excited to see where God takes us. But um, you have a message for everybody. I'd love to just hop right into it. Yeah, bro. Like again, super excited, super honored to be here. Just a little backstory on me. I am a youth pastor here at Venue Church. I get the honor and the responsibility to lead the next generation to Christ. And we've had a crazy year. We've seen salvations, baptisms in our youth and our youth is on fire. And so anytime that I get to preach somewhere else, I, I do it on assignment. I don't go for opportunities. It's for assignment. And I really felt like God gave me a word <clears throat> for anyone that's watching today. It's, it's a, it's a word that can be kind of scary at times. It's a word that in church is used a lot, but I want to break down the terminology today. And I really want to talk to you guys on generosity and stewardship now calm down guys we're not doing a building campaign we're not doing any offering we're not taking up money for anything like calm down i know y'all are probably sweating right now this man's going to talk to me about finances and everything i didn't say finances see our mind when we think about generosity it's linked to money but i never said money i said generosity and stewardship and so today, through this teaching, I don't want to get nothing out of it for me. I really want it for you guys because it's a, a characteristic to key to God that I have learned the past few years where I have been not only spiritually blessed, but financially blessed as well. And I really feel like if you're taking notes, if you're really just letting the word seek into your heart, don't let it just seek into your mind. Let it seek into your heart. I really feel like whoever's watching will be blessed upon reproach for a week and go. So again, I wanted to talk to you on generosity and stewardship. I looked up the word generosity and it said this, it's to be unselfish with your time, with your money, etc. And a lot of times we are so focused on the now that we never plan for the future. 
we focus on now, we focus on us, we, we focus on how we feel, on how we act, on how our life is, do we look good, do we, is our clothes nice, do I have the right hat on, do I have the right glasses on, we really, we're really me, 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 but that is not the characteristic of God, God was the opposite, God was, hey, how can I take myself out of the equation and focus on people, and so today, I really just want to talk to you guys about generosity and stewardship, and we're going to talk about finances, but we're really going to talk about serving God's house as well and building God's house. That is super important. You can tithe all day long, but if you're not serving and building God's house, it's not going to be the effective blessing. You can serve and build God's house all day long, but if you're not tithing and offering and really giving to God, then it doesn't add up to what he wants. And so, as we jump into it, again, there's no building campaign. There's no offering. We're not doing any of that. I really just want you guys to be blessed. And so we're going to start with the tithe. The tithe is the 10% that in the Bible, God asks us to give back. It's a 10th of what we make. So if you make X amount of number, the 10 represents what you're giving to God. It doesn't, honestly, it doesn't belong to us. The money that we receive or anything, it does not belong to us. It belongs to God. But God is so like nice to us. He's so good that he doesn't require 100%. He requires the 10%. And honestly, 10% might seem like a lot, but it's really not. Maybe sometimes it's cutting out Starbucks in the morning. Maybe sometimes hey, we're not going to go out to dinner tonight because we rather save towards tithing to God. Or sometimes maybe, hey, I want those fresh kicks, but guess what? This week, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're honestly going to follow characteristic of God and we're going to follow him and give the 10%. So that's the first thing. The first, I really want to get this to you guys. There are levels to generosity. There are levels to generosity. We, we talk so much about the 10th because it automatically belongs to God. That is his 10%. And it really got me thinking, and I heard this phrase so much, and this is not my phrase, this is somebody else's phrase, but 90% blessed is better than 100% cursed. I'm going to say that one more time. 90% blessed is better than 100% cursed. It took me to the scripture because a lot of times when we're talking about offering and we're talking about tithing, we're talking about money, it really depends on your treasure. So Matthew chapter six, verse 21, it says, where your treasure is, there your heart will lie also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Treasure can be anything, anything we value above all else that motivates us to action. For some of us, it can be money. For others, it can be power. For others, it can be fame and attention. It can be anything. It can be shoes. It can be leading a ministry. It can be being a pastor. Where is your treasure? A lot of us, man, we've like worked so hard that we get a, we finally get a house. And that's where our treasure is. We pay more attention to the house than we do God. Another one, a lot of us love cars and a lot of us love boats. Some of us wash our boats more than we get showers because where your treasure is, there your lie will heart also. Most of us people, we like to claim and look towards heaven, but our heart really isn't in it. It's in the world and we focus about the world and we get caught up in what the world is doing. 
that our treasure isn't anywhere near where it's supposed to be. It's, it's literally in the world. We can't serve two masters at once. You can't serve God and you can definitely not serve money at the same time. You really have to pick one. So if any of this is hitting towards you, this is not to shame you. This is not to do, and this is literally to bless you because three years or four years ago, I was literally in that seat. I was not tithing. I was not serving God's house. I was not doing any of that. And I can, I could tell you story upon story upon story of how God has not only enhanced my life and ministry, but the blessing that is on our house and the blessing that is in our family just keeps going and it just keeps going. And I don't want it to seem like, man, this man's talking about giving. And so, cause he gives, he gets a blessing. I don't want the blessing just because I give, I give the, I give the gift because God tells us to, it's all in the Bible. The only place where, where, where God challenges us and tests us is in the Bible. It's in Malachi 3.10. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. This is the only place in the Bible where God is testing you. He says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much of a blessing that there will be no room enough to contain it in your storehouse. Guys, it's in the Bible. God is literally testing us to give financially. And when you give financially, it's not, it's not to make ourselves feel better. It's honestly just to build God's house. Maybe some of you guys feel led to pour and give into Nova's church. It's not for you to feel good. You're honestly just following the characteristic and the key to God's heart. So if any of you guys feel led today and you're like, man, I really want to dive into that ministry. I really want to tithe into that ministry. I really want to serve in that ministry. Like that is your opportunity because once you give the tithe, we go to the next one. And like I said, there's level to level to level. So the tithe is the 10%. It automatically belongs to God. Then we go into offering. Any offering is anything above the tithe, anything above the 10%. It could be 25 cents. It could be $25,000, anything above. God does not give you a specific number above the tithe to give. It's what's in your heart. So if your heart is saying, hey, I'm going to write X amount today, that's what you give. And God honors whether it's 25 cents or it's $25,000. He honors it because you're going above the tide into the offering. I could tell you many stories where me and my wife have tithe and we tithe and we tithe. And, and it was great. We were, we were, you were getting a covering. When you tithe, you get a covering on your, on your finances. You're, you're basically giving the 10% back to God and he puts a covering on your finances, but then it's offering. And it's honestly like, it just took me back to when I met Brooke. I met my wife a few years ago and I honestly had never thought about marriage. I had honestly never thought about kids like that. I was in a relationship way before her for like three or five years and never thought about any of that stuff. And when I met Brooke, I was already in ministry. I was already serving and stuff. I was still learning how to tithe. I was still learning how to offer. And man, God was like, this is your wife and you're going to marry this person. And man, I can tell you, the anxiety of wanting to propose but not being financially fit to buy her the ring that she wanted. Now y'all are thinking, 
man, it's just a ring. But when you meet the one, you want to give her that special, special ring. And the ring that she had really picked out was about $4,000. And man, I could have went and put it on layaway. I could have been and put it like payment to payment, like all that stuff. But God was like, man, I want you to test me. Test me, not just tithing, test and offer into what you can do. So what I did was, I was like, all right, God, you're telling me to test you. Malachi 3.10 says to test you, and you're going to pour open a blessing so big I can't contain it. So I took that step. I took that step into offering, and I offered an X amount. It wasn't a whole lot of amount, but it was a good amount. And man, can I tell you, and this, and like I said, we're not, we're not, we don't give to receive a blessing, but this is how good God is. Three days later, her mom calls me and is like, John, man, you love my daughter. You respect my daughter. You honor my daughter. I know you want to marry her. I know that you talked to her dad and you couldn't find the ring. You couldn't afford it. This is what we're going to do. We're going to give you her grandmother's ring that costs $10,000. And we're going to give it to you. And I want you to propose to my daughter with that ring. Guys, can I tell you <laughs> the laps that I ran? Like I ran, I think on that Sunday service, I ran about 15,000 laps. Like legit. I'm a big guy. And I ran, <laughs> I ran about 15,000 laps. That is just one example of what God does when you're faithful with his offering, when you're faithful with his tithing. Again, it's not about receiving things. It's not about receiving money. It's not about receiving a ring. It's n the ring has nothing to do with it. It's about the characteristic that God was like, you have been faithful. You're sowing into my ministry. Now watch what I can do. That's the offering. Anything above the 10 is an offering. And so if you're sitting there and maybe you're not in church right now, and maybe you're Maybe you've never done this before, or maybe you've done, you've done this generosity thing, and maybe you got hurt in the process. I can tell you that it's not a characteristic of God to hurt you in that process. That was either the church, that was either something else. That was not God that intended to hurt you. So I really just want to focus on the level to level to level. If you stay on that 10% level, you're always going to be looking up, wondering why you're not on the second level of offering. So as we jump back in, there's the 10 that automatically belongs to God. There's the offering that's anything above the tithe. And then there's sacrificial offering. Sacrificial offering in a couple of sentences, it makes you heave. And it makes you want to throw up. It's that next level where God is really challenging you to give. And man, when you get to that level of sacrificial offering, when you know that whatever you have doesn't necessarily belong to you. It always belongs to God. That's when you reach that next level. It's called sacrificial offering. Luke chapter 638 says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressured down, shaken together and running over. It will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And as we're, as we're just talking about generosity and stewardship, as we get to this next level of sacrificial offering, it really, <clears throat> I really just want to encourage you today that no matter what level you're on, 
there's always another level and another level and another level. God doesn't just want to take you level to level. He wants to take you glory to glory. And so today, as we're talking about sacrificial offering, I really just want, if you're already on this level, I really want to encourage you, whoever's watching online today, I really want to encourage you, take that bold step. Because God's characteristic is love is loyalty, is joy. It's not to shame you. It's not to discourage you. It's really to bring you up. And in the church world today, when we talk about finances, it can be scary. It can be like intimidating. For me, it was intimidating until I really, I really just planted myself in God's word. Everything I've talked about is biblical. I have not said anything that's not biblical. But Malachi 3.10, I go back to that verse because it says, test me in this, test me. It's like the only thing in the Bible that says, test me. And so today, like, I really just want to challenge you to take that bold next step. That's the financial part. We talked about the financial part. We talked about the tithe, the offering, the sacrificial offering. That's the, that's the financial part. When we jump into the other part of generosity, it's with your time. And this is where I'm going to challenge you a lot today, because if you're not on mission to build God's house, what are you doing? You are the key to bringing heaven to earth. Don't sell yourself short. Maybe you don't know God on that level. Maybe you're brand new. Maybe this podcast is the first thing you've ever heard that's Christian based. But I'm here to encourage you that you are built to build God's house. God's house needs you. God's house wants you. It doesn't matter if it's Baptist, non-denominational, Mormon, whatever it is, whatever your comfort level is and whatever God is calling you to, that's where you go. You don't go just because, oh, this place seems cool. I should go there. I really want to encourage you to get planted in the church. Get planted in Nova's church uh, miss, uh, ministry. There's so many options that you can do. You can do a bunch. And I'll let Tristan at the end explain to you what that is. But if this is what your calling is, if you're staying every week, if you're tuning in, man, I'm here every week for this podcast. I'm here every week for this weekly word. I'm here every day for verse of the day, for all the teachings. Like if this is your home, I want to challenge you to connect with Tristan or anybody on the team to get planted because you have to build your house on the rock. It says, Everyone then who hears this word of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Jesus, it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew against the house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. I really want to encourage you today to build your house on the rock. Build your house biblically on God. Build your house biblically on Nova's church. 
build your house biblically wherever God is leading you to. Maybe it is to serve on this on this podcast and on this uh, ministry. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is an avenue where Tristan and his ministry is guiding you to where you're supposed to go. But don't take it for granted. Don't take it that you're that you're listening to this podcast right now and someone from Chattanooga that you've never met is telling you that you have purpose in your life, that you have a gift in your life, that you have a call in your life, that your children, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles need you to build your house on the rock. We went through the financial part. Now we're talking about serving God's house. God's house is not a building it is the people. So you're, if you're questioning, man, like, JP, I've been told for years I got to go to church. I got to go to church and serve. Well, guess what? We're in the digital age. So guess what? If you're not called to reach the church in your community, maybe you're called to reach the community here on Nova's church. Can I get an amen? Maybe you've been streaming online with Tristan for about a year or two now, and you've been like, man, I really need to get plugged in. I really, really need to get plugged in. Well, guess what? God's doing crazy things here at Nova's Church. Podcasts, weekly words, all that stuff, brand new website, merch coming out, all that stuff. I'm not, this is not to promote Nova's Church, but if I'm talking to the Nova's Church audience, what are you waiting for to get plugged in? You have to get plugged in. You, there, there is no, man, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. You cannot, I, you can't afford not to join today. You just can't because you have to build your house on the rock. And if your house is going to be here at Novus, why not start building today? Why not start giving financially somewhere where you're called to? Why not start serving somewhere where you're called to? It all aligns. It all aligns in God's plan. Tristan's over there about to run a lap because he's on fire to reach whoever is on the opposite side of this screen. This podcast is probably going to be here forever. And maybe it's 5, 10, 15 years and maybe it's someone else watching it. If it's you now, join the church, join the people, join the community. Don't do life alone. You have, like I said, you have a gift inside of you, a gift, like legit a gift. Maybe your gift isn't to communicate. Maybe it's to inspire with your creativity. Maybe it's to design graphics or maybe it's to design uh, merch or maybe your, your gift is to, to be creative with your words and maybe you do have something that the world needs to hear. And maybe if the world needs to hear it, it can't come from Tristan and it can't come from me. It has to come from you. If God has placed that on your life, it has to come from you. Maybe you're gifted in the areas of worship. Maybe you can sing the heck out of a Maverick City or Bethel song. Why not use your gift to inspire people to drive the community, to drive the focus of the church? The, the church is not the building. The church is the people. You are the church. You have people that you need to reach that I can't reach. Tristan has people that he has that I can't reach. I have people that Tristan can't reach. It goes back and forth. We all have our world. But guess what? When you change something in your world that person changes something in their world then that person changes something in their world and then that person has something in their world and then guess what you're gonna be leading out the mission of this 
ministry. Disciples to make disciples. Tristan's about to run a lap. Look at him. That is what we're called to. So whether it's financially, you have to take a step. Maybe it's spiritually and serving you that you have to take a next, take a next step. Be bold in your call. Because I'm not going to get into my whole story. But guess what? You would never know I suffered from anxiety and depression for three years where I literally did not want to live anymore because of everything that I had gone through. But guess what? We serve a God that's a redeemer, a restorer. And he had to pull something out of me that I couldn't do on my own. And so I went to him and I got planted in church and I got planted in ministry. And now I'm using my gift to inspire students all over the world. That is what God needs out of you. Don't sell yourself short. Don't be shameful about your past. Don't be guilty about your past. Don't feel like you're not good enough. You are more than enough to reach people. People need to connect with something you've gone through. And so whatever it is, I, like I said, I just want to encourage you, get plugged in. Send, send uh, this ministry a DM. Send them a Facebook message. Send them something. If this has affected you today, I really want to challenge you. Be bold. Take a next step. Whatever your next step is, God's going to guide you. You have a people, a community here on this ministry that wants to do this with you. Don't do life alone anymore. Get planted. Get tithing. Get offering. Get all that stuff. Get serving. Get all that stuff. You have a gift that the world needs to hear. And I can't wait. I'm honestly, I can feel God's presence right now. The Bible says, where two or more gather, he is here. And maybe you're watching this later on today and you turn that computer off and you're like, man, Pastor JP said, where two or more gather, he is here. Well, guess what? It's true. Because you got the Holy Spirit, you got yourself. That's already two, two or more. He's already with you. God's always with you. God has a plan for your future. And I'm super excited about how you take your next step in generosity and stewardship. So good, JP. Yeah, I'm about to run a lap, bro. That was so good. Um, so the incredible part for you guys, um, we have multiple opportunities. I'll just kind of get into a little bit like we got a daily word with me. You can come under me and I'll, I'll teach you how to make the videos, all this stuff. Weekly word with PJP. Then we got verse of the day with Hannah. Um, and then we also have a creative team and a blog writing team. Um, but even if you have another gift like worship or something like we'd love to have you guys. Um, and, uh, and if you have prayer requests or anything, our new website's up and it has, uh, like a form you can go in and fill out. And if you're wanting to join the team, there's a form you can go fill out, but needless to say, that's how you guys can get involved. I'll put the link in the description, but JP, I'm so grateful, man. So I'd love to hear a little bit of your and Brooke's story, like when you, when you, you kind of went into it, God started to bless you, but, um, what, how did, how did, how did you, how did you, what's your testimony? Like, how did you come to know Christ and all that? Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm Guatemalan. So my family is from Guatemala. It's in Central America. And so, you know, we, we moved down here. Um, honestly, like I was in my mom's belly when they were moving here, as soon as they moved here, like I was born like a couple of months later. So, you know, growing up, like we were like, and still to this day, we are a connected family. Like we do, we will celebrate anything to get together. That's how much we love spending time with each other. And, you know, just being Hispanic and not, you know, being in a new country and stuff like that. Like 
my parents did not know a lick of English to save their life. So literally, like, I my first language is Spanish. And I grew up watching Bugs Bunny, all that stuff. And I learned English through that. That is how I'm bilingual now. I learned honestly through a, through a, um, through the TV, <laughs> just watching cartoons, just repeating words and stuff. And so, like I said, we're very family oriented. My mom and dad believe in God. Like they had the Christian values, like love God, love yourself, love others. But church wasn't always like pushed on us. It wasn't always like, hey, Sunday mornings, we're going to church. We have to go to church. It was more of like, hey, Sunday, we're going to church. Maybe like my brother didn't wake up, so he didn't go. Or maybe, for example, I didn't wake up, so I didn't go. But God was always enforced in our house. So that's where I, that's where that comes from, where I say like, the church is not the building, the church is the people. So even like at home, like we would read the Bible together, we would pray together and all that stuff. And I always thought I knew God. Uh, Because like I said, my dad would always like drill us at home, like praying and all that stuff. I always thought I knew God. And honestly, like, I thought I knew him, but there's levels to him. And so, you know, in 2015, um, my dad got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. It was diagnosed in August. um, And it was, it was one of the first experiences that I really had with the depression and the anxiety. I had never really dealt with any of that. Any of that. I, I thought I did. I probably did. I'm not going to lie. I probably did in the past, but I, until like my dad passed away, because he passed away so quick, he passed away like in five months. Um, and so, you know, I really, I really just was angry at God. If I'm being honest, I was really upset that how can a dad, my dad, who loves God, who like served him, who served his family, did anything above to provide for his family be taken away from me. And I was really upset. And the the enemy will attack the place where he's scared of the most. And so out of the five of us, including my mom, my brother and sister, he attacked me the worst. He attacked me with depression and anxiety and guilt at one point I honestly thought like it was my fault my dad passed away like that's how far the enemy was getting into me I wasn't planted in a specific church I wasn't really worshiping I wasn't really praying either I was really just focused on me like how can John get out of this how can John get out of anxiety and the depression got so bad and the anxiety got so bad that I would literally drive to work I would get to work, I would try to open the car door, and I would feel a heaviness of anxiety come inside of me. And I would literally call my boss and be like, hey, I'm not feeling well today, I'm not coming in. They were like, okay with it. But I was literally outside of my job. They had no idea I was outside my job. Like I said, I wasn't connected to church or anything. And then I just kept getting these invites on my car come to church, join us for Sunday service, come to church. And I was like, all right, cool. Why not? <laughs> Ignored all of that, if I'm being honest. And so one time I was laying in my bed. I was about, this was literally about a year and a half later. I was literally laying in my bed, still getting invites on my car. And <clears throat> I was laying in my bed and I just honestly felt God for the very first time in the way I did. And I literally heard him say, John, you have breath in your lungs. You still have a purpose to fulfill. 
again, I'm not connected in church. I'm not really praying. I'm not really worshiping. And so he said that to me at 6 p.m. on a Saturday night while I was laying in bed. Fast forward a couple weeks later, get the same invite on my card. Join us for Sunday service. And so I go and I go to church, worship with my hands in the air. It was an elevation song. Um, and I literally felt the depression, anxiety fall for the very first time. Literally in a crowd of people not knowing anybody, I felt the anxiety and depression fall. And I walked out of that church with my head held high, knowing that I had a purpose to fulfill. But like anyone that's not connected to God, I went straight to my flesh and was like, I can do this on my own. Again, the depression, anxiety came back. I knew that it wasn't the church that had healed me that day. I knew it was God that really put something on me and was like, gave me a calmness, gave me something to look forward to. So I went back to that church a few weeks later and I never left, literally stayed connected. I didn't serve right away. I didn't join a team right away. I literally just went to worship. I learned how to worship and I learned the basics of prayer. And throughout the last eight years, I've just developed a relationship with God daily. It's not, it's not a relationship that's uh, all the way done. It's a, a continuous relationship where, where we communicate and we talk. And now I know how to pray in the spirit. And I know that there's levels to prayer. I know how to worship, but I know that there's levels to worship. So I never get caught up in my head knowing I know it all. I always want to be a student to God and be like, hey, okay, it's time to learn. It's time to, I can read the, the verse 12 times and I can give you 12 dis- different synopsises from what it's really telling me because the Bible is living, you know? And so that's, <clears throat> that's my story. I, I joined the church. I joined a team. I served in our kids ministry. Then I served in our youth ministry. And then like, you know, God, <laughs> and we fast forward from 2016 to 2018, it was two years later, God told me that's going to be a youth group one day. Literally have no like connections to the youth pastor, no connections to the youth group, nothing like that. It's literally four years ago, he told me you're going to be the youth pastor at this church. And I, <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. I'm not married at the time. I don't have any kids. Like what, <laughs> what is going on? And today, fast forward, I'm married happily with Brooke. We have a baby boy named Zion about to be seven months and two days. And then I'm the youth pastor here. But that's my story. So if you go, like, my story just, and that's just a brief synopsis of my story and a a brief synopsis of what God has really done in my life. But I've seen countless, countless times where God has came through, countless times where I've seen people not be able to walk again, walk again, countless times where they told my wife that your baby's not going to live. Your baby's not going to survive. And today, fast forward, he's alive and he's healthy and he's big and he's growing. Like the characteristic of God is that he loves you and he wants you to love others and he wants you to serve his church. Amen. Um, I struggle with a little bit of the anxiety, depression too. And it's funny. um, I grew up in church and been in tons of worship services and all that stuff but just like you like there's that one moment that I tell everybody about like where I was just in surrender and got like everything just dropped away um 
and then ignited a fire in me. I just love how God does that. And then it's like, it's like that, um, that moment where like you build an altar to him there, you know, and whenever you're going and you're facing something and you feel it coming back, you can go back to that place and remember it, you know, and where you encountered him. And then you just slowly in life start to build those altars to God where you encounter him at. Um, and it just, it's life-changing. Um, so we heard a little bit of your story, but where does generosity come in? Like, when did you start to give, uh, during that time? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I, I had been at the church for a few months and, um, honestly wasn't, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Like I was not tithing. <laughs> I was really going to church, getting the worship, getting the word and dipping out of there. Um, and then like, I just heard this one teaching on generosity and it was like, it was that moment, that same moment where you worship, it literally hit me and like, it smacked me as hard as it could. And I was like, dang. And I like, through that whole service, like of generosity, like they were teaching, like it literally, like I felt like the pastor was literally looking at me the whole time. And I literally felt like God was staring at me. Like I would look up at the ceiling. And I literally felt like God was looking down like, yeah, JP, he's talking to you, bro. And so, you know, I heard that teaching um, and it really just got me like, you know, it took me back to the verse that we were studying um, in Malachi, you know, and it, I just paraphrase it like he'll crack open a heaven so big for you that you'll, you won't be able to obtain it. Um, and, you know, I just started tithing. I started with the 10% and, and like nothing was, nothing was like coming at me where it was like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm getting this. Like I was literally just tithing. And then, you know, I took a next step and I did offering and it wasn't more it wasn't a lot. It was just above the 10. And um, I just started tithing. I started offering. And I remember remember this, and I'll never forget this part of the story of generosity. Um, you know, here at the church, we have it where you can uh, give on the app. And so I was giving on the app, and they have reoccurring giving where, you know, you set it, you don't got to think about it, it automatically withdraws. Um, and I, I don't know what I pressed. I don't know what happened. But I pressed the amount, and then six months later, I'm like, bro, I'm missing, like, I'm not missing money on account, but, like, I should have, like, way more. And I never thought about it till six months later. And I had sent my reoccurring giving to every week. So I was giving that amount every week, a month. <laughs> so for six months straight, I was literally giving that same amount. And it was a decent amount because it was for two weeks, but it was every week. And I literally sat there and I was like, at this point, I'm already a youth leader. You know, I'm already leading the youth. I'm, I'm heavily involved in our, in our church. And I literally sat there and I, single at the time again, not married, no babies. I was like, all right, God, <laughs> I'm not missing money out of my account. Like I'm financially fine. I should not have money in my account. Like this is a lot of money every week. And I, <laughs> I sat there, I laughed and I put my phone back in my pocket and I was like, all right, let's just keep it withdrawing every week and see what happens. And Six months after that, from that day where I was like, whatever, I'm just going to keep giving. I mean, I'm not getting affected by it. I'm not like losing sleep and losing money. Like I'm fine. I'm financially blessed. I just kept giving, kept giving, kept giving, kept giving, kept giving, kept giving. Um, 
got hit by a tornado at Brooke's house. At that point, I had met Brooke. We were at her house uh, one night, a tornado hit. And my car got smashed by a tree. And so this is for anyone that has insurance, get full coverage. Because I had liability. And so liability isn't going to cover your car. And so it was, I mean, it was a beater. I ain't going to lie. It was a 99 Isuzu wagon. Like it was nothing fancy, nothing like nothing cool or anything. So insurance isn't covering it. I'm like, bro, I need a new car. Got some money saved up. And so I went to the dealership and I found this one car that I had always wanted. It was a 2016 Hyundai Veloster twin turbo with the rims, the tinted windows, everything. And it was X amount. And I was like, bro, I want this car so bad, but I can't afford it. <laughs> Literally sitting in the parking lot talking to the dealer, bro, I can't afford this, bro. Like this, I had money for the down payment, but I didn't have like, to pay that car off would have like it would have been a lot i mean people know like you get a car like it's an investment and honestly that day i was still same same parking lot the dude was like bro man i just feel something man i feel like god's gonna provide for this car not he was not spiritual he probably wasn't in church but he literally told me bro god's gonna provide for this car so i was like all right after talking to brooke after just budgeting i probably had to get a second job that's what we had thought i had to get a second job to afford the car and so i get the car sign the papers and everything drive off the lot excited but like bro what did i just do at the same time two weeks later i get um i get a letter from our church and it said we just paid off your car literally just paid off your car I'm like literally sitting there weeping and crying like, bro, like they just paid off my car. Like what? Like I'm not on staff. Like I'm just serving in youth and kids. Like, like I'm literally just doing what God's telling me to do. I'm literally just serving his house. I'm building his house. Get a letter. Like, and I didn't believe it. I called one of the uh, staff members of the church, bro. Y'all are lying. There ain't no way. He's like, nah, bro. Come by the church. Hands me a receipt of my car getting paid off literally so like i never made a payment on that car because when i bought the car they were like yeah you get 60 days no payments and then it starts literally get no like nothing like i didn't pay anything on it except the down payment today like i literally look at that car as a blessing that God gave me, but as a remembrance of like how faithful God is to us. Every day when I get into my garage, I literally get a tear in my eye. Till this day, it's been three years, literally get a tear in my eye, knowing that God's faithfulness works. God's faithfulness works. And again, to give is not to get something back, but God is not like that. God is like, bro, like, or a girl, like, whatever, like, he's like, yo, like, you're serving our church, you're giving, like, you're being faithful to me, watch what I can do, what, and he uses that to give us a testimony to whoever's listening right now, like, when we did that portion, like, it wasn't about the ring, it wasn't about the car, it's literally about God's faithfulness on you, he will crack open a heaven so big that you will not be able to, like, control all of it, that's the blessing that God gives us. It's never about the gift. Hear my heart. It's not about the gift because it's not. Like those are material things that like 
can go away. Like I would give those things away in a heartbeat because they're, they're material. Like they don't do nothing of value for me, but God gives it to us as an example to serve his house, to be faithful to him. Like I could, like I could literally could go on and on. I could tell you story upon story. Like this past October, we're in November and now October. I could tell you stories upon stories of how God literally blessed me and my family. Like crazy stories that you would never believe me. But Tristan, like I tell Tristan all the time, Tristan calls me and is like, bro, this happened. And my response is like, what do you expect, bro? <laughs> he literally, call, he called me. I remember the first time Tristan called me like, bro, man, this happened. I got blessed like in this way. I'm not going to tell all the details. I got blessed in this way. And my response is always the same. Like, bro, it's going to happen. And it's going to continue to happen. It, it's always going to continue to happen in one way or another. Whether it's a check in your account, whether it's a car, whether it's a ring, maybe it's healing. Man, I didn't get into the part of healing. My, my mom in 2018 suffered a stroke so bad that she was paralyzed and could never walk again. That's what the doctor said. Today, she's walking. She's sewing. She gets to see my son. Like, there is, there is so many things God can do. And then on the flip side, not only does he gives us things, he also, like, when we're generous with our time and our finances, bro, like, do we ever think of the spiritual riches that we give? Like, do we ever think about that? Tristan, do you ever think about, like, on Novus Church Ministries, how many people are getting saved weekly because of what you're doing here? There is going to be people in heaven running up to whoever's watching this podcast because of how you serve God. People that you've never met before. Man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving to that church. Thank you for giving to that ministry because of the, you gave to that ministry. They were able to reach us. Those are the things we don't think about. We thought about the ring. We thought about the car. We thought about the healing. But do we ever think about what this ministry and what our church and whatever we're doing does for people? Man. I think at our church, we've had over like 10,000 salvations. And it's because of the generosity that people give and the generous thing they give with their time. There's kids back here that get saved all the time. There's youth that are getting saved because of the generosity that people give. With Novas, the generosity that you give, man, <laughs> a digital ministry that can be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, Think about the souls that are getting reached because of your generosity. Do don't, don't ever take that for granted because when heaven comes and there will be a time heaven comes, there will be a line of people lining up to whoever's watching this, thanking you for your generosity because of your generosity, people were able to get saved and healed and families were able to restore marriages, were able to restore all that stuff. Like don't ever take it for granted. There's people literally getting saved because of ministries around the world. But don't take it for granted. That's that's the crazy part about this is how, you know, we have this now system where, I mean, what is it? Like there is like 1.2 billion people on social media, more than that, like just like on Instagram just last year or something, you know, like that's so many people that can just come across scrolling through. Uh, we were checking the analytics for the Instagram and I, I, I hate to like bring up calculations, all this, but. 147,000 people in the past three months have seen the verse of the day in the daily word on Instagram and the weekly word, you know, like that is insane. Cause that, that, that's just like you guys 
first of all, I love everybody that has liked, commented, like come back and encountered God. But like all the unbelievers in that 147,000 that encountered God in that moment is just like beautiful, you know, that, that we're reaching something where they don't have to come to the building, but it comes to them, you know, like randomly, like they're just scrolling through all the nonsense and then boom, there's God, you know, how crazy is that? I love it. Um, so what, what do you see? I wanted to ask you, like, do you, with, with us doing this digital thing, um, I, I wanted to see it lead to a building one day, but as well, like, how do you see God using this to impact the world? Like kind of, um, different, like, I, I know there's some churches that want to do online church, but plant home churches and stuff. And that's our plan is to plant like home things. How do you see God using it? I think you hit it right on the net. Like you hit it right. Like <clears throat> you reached 147,000 people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's just Instagram. Like that doesn't account YouTube. That doesn't account Facebook. That doesn't account. I don't even know if we're on Twitter, but if we are, we probably should. Like <laughs> that doesn't include your website. Like yeah. <clears throat> we're in the digital age, like mm -hmm. whether we like it or not, like we're in the digital age. Mm -hmm. My youth students cannot get off their phones. Mm -hmm. Literally they cannot get off TikTok can't get off instagram they can't get off their xbox it's like people like my age people your age like we're so connected to this honestly this should be part of our body by now <laughs> it should be like right here it should be right here because it never leaves our hand and so the way i see novus church and i wait the way i see it building and we're on a bunch of social media platforms i really see it like as that thing that can Ooh, excuse my like piss off the enemy so bad so so bad because you hit it people can scroll all day long and see content that's of the world and then guess what daily verse comes up weekly word pops up out of nowhere and the enemy is so scared right now he is like he's probably in the corner like man like how how can we how can we not how can we stop novish church from growing how can we stop it like the enemy is gonna attack and he and like man 147,000 like man I bet you like next month it'll be like 300,000 because like we're just we're posting every single day that eventually like it's just gonna start clicking yep you're gonna see this 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 video and then bet boom we're there and they're going to scroll again. Boom, we're there. Until we're just there. That's how, like, I feel like this ministry is going to be just there. That's the word. We're just going to be there. There for people to experience Christ on their level. A daily verse is what? 10, 15 seconds long? Right? A daily word is what? About a minute. Weekly word, about a minute. Eliminate the podcast out of that. Just take the podcast out. Those three things are so short, but those three things do some like do some of the most impactful in somebody's life. That daily verse is gonna change somebody's life. They're gonna wanna come back. That daily word is gonna be like, oh man, I hooked them, now I gotta come back. That weekly word, like, what's he got to say? I gotta come back. Then you put the podcast in there and you put everything else you're growing in your ministry, like eventually like the enemy is just gonna go target something else because he's gonna be like all right bro they're they they blew up i can't i can't control them 
So like the way I just see, like I see this ministry growing digitally so big that anyone on any social media platform will eventually see our content. Eventually they'll see it. And that's over the world. There's about 8 billion people in the world. So that means we got about 8 billion people to reach, right? And like that, and that 8 billion people, we don't know the percentages of saved or unsaved. But maybe there is people that are saved that are watching it, right? And guess what? Maybe that that one person that's saved that has never served the church or has never practiced generosity takes that next bold step. And then there, like I said, when you change, when people change their world and other people change their world, like it gets bigger. So like skies is the limit for what Nova's church is. Like we could probably have a campus on every, on every state, but that's not like, that's small thinking. Like you can probably have a campus in every city. Shoot. At one point, like you could probably have the Nova's church TV channel where (laughs) I'm just thinking of how like the enemy is so bad right now. <laughs> He's literally probably just staring at us like in that corner, like, bro, come on now. So like Tristan, like I would just encourage you, like, think big, like bigger than you've ever, ever thought or imagined. Like legit, think so big. Think about that TV channel one day. Think about campuses all over. Or maybe it's not campuses, maybe it's homes, like you said. Or maybe it's like there's just different avenues to Novus Church. Novus Church is the brain, and then you have the extensions, and that extensions attacks that eight billion people in a good way. So I would just encourage you, bro. Like, think big, think so big that like that you're at, like think so big that you're like it can never happen, and then watch God do it. Even you know with it. The name transition, everything, I believe God's hand was on it and I'm trusting it. And the interesting thing is, is a year ago, two years ago now, um, this wasn't what it is. You know, it was just me posting different pastor videos, you know, just trying to figure out algorithms and all this stuff. And it's just like, look at God, you know, um, look at God. People are, people are getting impacted now that, I mean, they're getting impacted before, but now you guys have a, a place where you can be a community. That's why we changed the, the, the group from Bethel Moments Daily Bible Reading to Novus Church Community because you guys are now part of a community. You're a family. You're 190 people in a group. We'd love to get more people. So if you guys want to join that, you know, check it out below. But, I mean, get involved. Get, get in the family. We love you guys. And Pastor JP, we're so honored to have you on the team. We're excited to uh, see what God does through you and how many people's lives get changed. And I'm just so grateful to have you on the podcast. Y'all, I'm going to California pretty soon and JP is going to be hosting the podcast. So he, we got we got someone awesome lined up to come on and it's going to be really good. So um, yeah, it's, I'm super excited. Thank you, bro. Would you mind praying over everybody? Yeah, of course, bro. Again, like I said, honored for you, bro. Honored to be part of your team. Honored to see like, like, it's just an honor to get a front row seat of what God is doing in your life. Like, literally, like, anyone on the team has a literally a front row seat. Like, for anyone watching right now, like, pray for Tristan. Pray for the ministry. Like, he literally puts his blood, sweat, and tears into this. Literally does not go to sleep sometimes because he's thinking, like, bro, how can I make it better? How can I make it better? How can I make the weekly work better? So, like, literally, like, not weekly work. 
you do the daily ones, but still, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like, I, like I'm honored, bro. Like for real. Like me and you have had some good conversations lately, and like, I know that God's hand is on you, and I know that God's hand is on Nova's church as well. So like, just keep being you. Like, keep letting God speak through you. Keep letting God do things through you. Like, man, like I said, skies is the limit, bro. So like, I just want to clap for you, bro. Because, like, legit, like, he's doing something special in you. And it's not normal. And we should never take it as, like, man, yeah, that's cool. No, like, he's doing something special in you. So, like, keep it up. So, I'm going to pray for you. So, like, <clears throat> so, God, I thank you. You're so good to us. You are literally so good to us. You have done something remarkable. You have done something amazing through anyone that is watching today, God. We're not even going to pray that you did something. No, we know that you did something, God, through this teaching of generosity and stewardship, God. God, I pray that the people that are watching and listening right now know that they are covered by you, God. You sent your only son to die on the cross for us, God. And God, I know that you can do more than we could ever think or imagine, God. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful that this assignment has been completed, God. I pray, God, for the people that are watching later today, God, that they know that your hand is on them. I pray, God, that Tristan knows your hand is on him, that your hand is on his ministry, God. And I pray, God, that you remove everything off of us so that we can give you the glory, God. We do this for you. We don't do this for us. We do this for you so that your kingdom can come here and rule earth, God, so that heaven can rule earth, God. We thank you for what you did today, God. We pray for the people, God, that are going to continue to watch this podcast, listen to the weekly ministries, God. We pray, God, that you do something so radical and so big that we can't contain it, God. It's in your name we pray, God. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. I hope this podcast changed your life today. If it did, put in the comments. Tell us what you learned, how it helped you. Put amen in the comments. Let's just blow this up and share this with a friend. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I love you guys. See you next week.